You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, powered by Overtime Media. I am your host, J.J. Leahy. As you no doubt know by now, the Packers have signed offensive tackle Jared Valdir off of the Colts practice squad. Valdir was part of our postseason run last year. He filled in for Brian Bulaga, who had the flu in the Seahawks divisional round game. Valdir will now become the first player in NFL history to be part of two different playoff teams on the same season. This is because of the COVID practice squad rules. Since Valdir was not actually on the active roster of the Colts and merely a practice squad elevation, he was eligible to be signed by the Packers after the game was over. Now, since we are in the postseason, this move has no effect at all on the salary cap. However, he did need to be signed to the active roster, and since they were already at 53 players, a corresponding move had to be made. Therefore, Simon Stepniak, who has been nursing an injury, was moved to IR. Speculation is rampant that Valdir might take over as left tackle in this upcoming Rams game. That would free the Packers up to move Rick Wagner to right tackle and Billy Turner inside to right guard, therefore taking Lucas Patrick off the field. The goal of that, of course, would be to have Billy Turner going up against Aaron Donald. Donald did get hurt in the Seahawks game, and it was not able to practice on Tuesday. Quarterback John Wolford also was absent from practice on Tuesday. Jared Goff was limited. Wide receiver Cooper Cup was the other notable big-name absence. He is certainly questionable to play with that ankle injury. Add David Edwards and Terrell Lewis, and that brings the Los Angeles Rams to five did-not-participates in their practice on Tuesday. On the other side, the Packers only had one absence, and that was Kingsley Kiki, who has a concussion. Green Bay did sell 6,000 tickets today. And they are planning on bringing in healthcare workers as well. Roughly 8,000 fans are expected to be at the Rams game. So if you're going, please get loud Lambo. Aaron Rodgers revealed today he will be a guest host on Jeopardy. You know, one of my idols growing up was Alex Trebek. You know, and, and being being able to be on Jeopardy years ago, even though my wardrobe outfit wasn't the greatest choice. No, no, it doesn't matter. Everybody's dress is very bad on that show. They're, they're doing some uh, some guest hosting spots, and it's going to be released here pretty soon, but I have the opportunity to do one of those. Let's oh. go! Yeah. Did you watch Ken last night? Did you watch Ken? I, no, I didn't see Ken last night. I was I was watching uh, watching uh, some film and, and uh, checked in on the uh, college football championship as well for a little bit, but I'm excited about that opportunity with Jeopardy. Okay, I had a great conversation for you with Joe Arrigo, the co-founder of Franchise Sports Media, lifelong Packers fan. We're going to talk about the state of the Packers, the development of Jordan Love, and this upcoming Rams game. So Joe Arrigo, co-founder of Franchise Sports Media and lifelong Packers fan. We're going to have a lot of fun talking today. Every person in my family is a Packers fan. 
from my grandfather, God rest his soul, to my who was from New York originally, to my grandmother, my mom, my uncle, all my aunties. Now their spouses are different. You know, my stepdad's a Rams fan, so my mom's in a house divided this week, which is which I love. My daughter, my son, God rest his soul, who who was nineteen when he passed. My my eighteen year old son. Um, they all were grown. They grew up Packer fans, and then my two babies. They're going to be one and going to be two. They both got Packer jerseys. Not too many people know this. Like, I've, I don't think I've shared this publicly. We could talk about it if, if you wanted. So my grandfather, back in the 70s, started something called, and he guys, he, I have this signature, authorization to use it, Vince, the Vince Lombardi Football Conference. And it spawned off into, like, basically Pop Warner throughout the state of Wisconsin. So, like, there's a lot of the Pop Warner leagues. They all were at one point, some of them were a, a Vince, part of the Vince Lombardi Football Conference. But, like, he had, like, meetings with Bart Starr. But, like, he would have, like, the awards and former Packers, Fuzzy Thurston, Boy Dowler. They all would they all would come. My first memory of Green Bay for the Packers was, like, in, in 1980. I was, like, three. I remember Green Bay and Tampa Bay, the colors of the uniforms. And Lynn Dickey and James Lofton and Jefferson. And at that point, I was like, I'm a Packer fan. Like, at, at like, three years old and – um, it sucked. The lean years sucked. Like it was horrible. That's why now, like, you know, I'm 43. I'm able to appreciate everything, you know, that they, the last 20 plus years, man, like it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. And I appreciate like years like this year, like, like I I'm worried about the Ram game, but in part of me is like, this team is just so balanced. Like I don't see the Rams beating them. We're, we are crazy blessed to have had such sustained success for so long in green Bay especially you know being that small market now where we've been for the last 30 years I don't think that you you could come up with any fan bases outside of maybe the Patriots in the last 30 years that you could say have been more blessed than we you are. know that that's that that exact reason is why I didn't mind the Jordan love pick to be honest with you I, I when he was picked I was like huh and I kind of and my business partners my who was also one of my who's my who's my brother my best friend was just like Oh, that's why Green Bay is going to suck. No weapons for Rodgers. Are you kidding? And I'm like, wait, no. I was like, look, you go from far for what, 16, 17 years to Rodgers, who's in year what, 17 as well, or 16, 16, yes, 16, 16 I think. So what's that, 33 years right there? 36. Let's say Jordan Love for 10 to 15. That's almost 50 years of three quarterbacks playing football for nobody can say that in NFL history. What about uh, Jordan Love's development? Do you have any uh, inside information for us? You know, I try not to talk to too many coaches during the season if I don't if I'm not really covering them, only because you know they're busy. You know, I, I respect yeah. their time. But just from the things that I've seen, the, there's a, a good clip last week, I think last Thursday, of him throwing the ball into the net, and from where he was at beginning of the year where mechanically was all out of whack and the ball was widely inac mm -hmm. widely inaccurate to where he is now uh, it's it's 180 degrees you're going to see that look look Jordan Love's probably going to be the number 2 next year right yep blowout games are want to get they're going to want to get him some garbage time snaps the same way we've seen Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre you're going to start to see that slow I don't want to say slow transition the fact that mm -hmm. Rodgers is it made it very clear he wasn't disappointed that it was Jordan Love that was picked. He was just disappointed that they didn't get some weapons for him. I get that. And that, and that's very honest. And you can control what you can control. Sure. And if you can't control it, there's no use getting upset over it. I think I think Rodgers has never been the guy to to be the guy in the in the quarterback room to not help another quarterback. 
or not help a teammate. So I think right. he's doing his part. Let's just say two years from now, Jordan Jordan Love is, man, like Aaron Rodgers, like it's about time that transition takes place and Rodgers is still playing at this type of level. You may be able to get something a first or a second round pick for him. If he comes in and lights it up at least two years of him learning from, from Aaron Rodgers and, and getting comfortable with Lafleur's scheme. And I got a chance to watch Jordan play in person. One of his receivers at Utah state, I coached at, in high school, Savon Scarver, who was an all American his freshman year as a kick returner. And I talked to say about Jordan a few times. He's a good dude. Like, like as far as studious, like everything you want from a personality trait, mm-hmm. he, he checks off all the boxes. I heard that from the character standpoint and and how he's built uh, mentally and and with his work ethic and how he works, with, you know, leads his teammates. I've heard you know ten out of ten all the way down the board. Uh, I want to pick your brain on the uh, Rams here. Okay. Uh, obviously, the big headline here is going to be number one offense versus number one defense. I'm curious how you see it. You know, I think it's going to come down to individual matchups more than anything. When you look at let's start on the outside with Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey, you have arguably the best cornerback in the league. I, I think it's Jair Alexander. I'm biased, um, but Jalen's been doing it a little bit longer. And then you got who for two years I said the best receiver in the NFL. Now he's recognizes that by far the best receiver when it comes to release packages, getting off the line, setting is setting up the routes sudden burst that's a matchup that that i make sure you see now i i do know he's as we see with Devontae adams lafleur is going to move him down to the slot a little bit to free him up but when he and i don't know if ramsey's going to go down and do that he can but i don't know if they're if, if the rams defense is going to allow him to do that right so that's an interesting matchup i think the inside with lindsley jenkins and, and going against aaron donald and michael brockers you know um how often is, is Donald going to be on Jenkins or over the top of Jenkins? I think it's he's going to slide over to Lucas Patrick's side a little bit more often, and you're going to double him with Lindsley. Mm-hmm. But Brockers one-on-one against um, Jenkins, that's going to be a nice matchup to watch. The flip side of that is the Rams' rush ends. I mean, Leonard Floyd is, has a resurrection in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're getting more out of him than Chicago ever did. And that speaks volumes about Chicago. Um, but I digress. Um, <laughs> when you when you look at Leonard Floyd and the offensive tackles, you know Wagner and and um, Turner got to hold up well. They have to hold up well this week. So there's that side of it. Then I go on the defensive side. Robert Woods, who I've covered since he was at Sarah Gardena High School in in, in Gardena, California, yep. at USC. Yep. Bobby is a hell of a receiver. He does. He's not going to blow you away with speed. He's not going to blow you away with the great route releases or, you know what, but he does everything exceptionally well. So there's not one thing about his game that is better than the next Mm -hmm. him against when he is against Jair Alexander, that's going to be a nice little matchup right there. Bobby does so many different things. uh, So many things. Well, Um, I look at those matchups, but ultimately I think it comes down to, you know, Aaron Rodgers and what he, you know, his pre-snap reads against Brian Staley. You know, I, that's, that's what we connect to. I think Staley is going to be the next head coach of the chargers. I'll put that out. I'll really? say that right now. Yeah, I think I could definitely see Rodgers picking apart this defense. And look, go back a year ago. What Staley's done on defense has been nothing short mm-hmm. of remarkable. That secondary is playing really good ball. And I think it comes down to the offensive line. You have to win up front. And if you don't, they're going to be in some trouble. And I will say the Rams don't – like Cam Akers has really turned on, but there has a, there's not that explosive playmaker on offense. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a Derrick Henry – or 
Right. You know, one of the or Allen Robinson or some one of those guys. You know what I mean? Dalvin Cook. Yeah. yeah no, nobody really stands out. Yeah. Exactly. You ha- you mostly have uh, guys that, that that fit well in the system and fit well in what they do and um, and work well as a unit. And I think that's where that I think that's where Green Bay can I mean hopefully take advantage of the elements. Yeah. Well, and the elements are going to be a, a factor too. Uh, speaking of like the weather elements, Jared Goff has historically played terrible in cold weather. Actually, a little bit curious here because um, so Sean McVay apparently told his team ahead of time that John Wolford was going to be starting. Do you think there's any chance that uh, we see Blake Bortles instead of Jared Goff? I think they'll have Bortles active just in case because if Wolford yeah. is the starter this week, he's more mobile. And anytime there's a mobile quarterback in the postseason in Green Bay, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Colin Kaepernick. That's why. So that's my. Hey, you're, you're not. Yeah. You're not a Packers lifer unless you get PTSD from mobile quarterbacks and uh, onside kicks. <laughs> Hey, uh, where can everybody find you, Joe, on uh, on social media? Uh, at Joe Rigo, A double R I G O, or at the franchise LV. Uh, sometimes it's me running it. Sometimes it's my business partner, best friend, recording artist, singer, songwriter, uh, TQ. Sometimes it's my writers. You know, it's somewhere around in there. So it's all it's all up in there. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. It's absolutely been a blast talking to you. All right, that is it for today. Go follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Arigo and follow me at JJ Leahy for breaking Packers news. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast hosted by the Pack Daddy Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.